Imagine Ambition is all about sharing stories, tips, and new ways of thinking about being a working parent. Especially designed for families living in this do-it-all world, on the podcast, we're looking to spark dialogue and inspire each other to find a more sustainable way to parent, work, and thrive. Our goal is to bring authentic conversations about the struggles of being working parents and help uncover what it means to reimagine ambition and find more joy in the wild adventure of raising a family and building a career. I'm really excited to share our next episode with you. It features my friends Allison and Christopher DeMaria. As our first Parents Perspective interview, Allison and Chris share their perspective on reimagining ambition to fit their family dynamic. The episode is so rich, we split it into two parts. On this episode, Allison and Chris talk about how they divide and conquer as a couple and what goes into reimagining work-life balance with remote and freelance work. I hope you enjoy part one of this Parents Perspective conversation and stay tuned for part two in the next episode. Well, thank you for joining Chris and Allison. I'm super excited that you're here. This will be a fun conversation. Thanks for having this us. Is this good. is fun. Yeah. Um, so as we start these interviews, I just always ask everybody, like, tell us a little bit about yourselves. So each of you as individuals and then you as a family, like, give us the dish. How many kids, where you live, um, kind of what, what it's like for you work-wise. Sure. So I'm Allison. Chris and I have been married for five years. We live in Connecticut. Um, we have three kids. So we have Baxter, who's four and a half, Marlo, who is two and a half, and then Ivy, who's four months. Um, so we're kind of just in like the thick of the crazy, are so good. Um, and then work-wise, um, so I'm actually really just freelancing. So I work a majority of my time is, <laughs> I love it, in the home with the kids, um, but I do try to fit in about like 10 to 15 hours of freelance per week. It really kind of just depends, but, um, I basically just freelancing and the same thing I did cool. before I had kids. So account work, um, in pharmaceutical advertising, um, and yeah, just trying to really balance it all, but definitely get a little bit more, I think, home time than others. So that part's mm-hmm. been really great. Yeah. I can't wait to like dig into that and hear more about what you think of it, how you like it, all of it. Yeah. And Chris, what about you? What are you up to these days? Oh, you know, um, full-time employee, part-time dad, uh, working from, working from the basement. We've actually, it's kind of funny. We, we've been like living the same life with or without kids pre and post pandemic for like six or seven years. Cause right. we worked together in LA the office closed down, but we stayed on as remote employees, and that stayed basically through uh, the whole time and, until today. Okay. So we've been home the whole time, which is cool. So yeah, um, but yeah, I'm an associate creative director, pharmaceutical advertising, and um, we have an office in New York. I go like once a month, maybe. Otherwise, nice. I'm downstairs. Yeah, downstairs for the day. So you've got the remote thing down, both of you, like between freelance and then also I mean, if you've been doing it for six years. So was the yeah. pandemic like no big deal for you or was it was it a big deal? Like, how did that work out for, for you? Our day to day. So it was a big deal from as it was for everyone in terms of like, all right, we're going to start Cloroxing our groceries. So like <laughs> that, type of, that type of stuff changed. But we joke our, like our pre and post pandemic 2020 year like it didn't change mm. really our work and life balance and, and how we live life we were also living in Ojai which is a small town north of LA which you know doesn't have a lot of people in it so like we were just 
Yeah, I feel like for us, it wasn't different. I think the only thing that to me maybe felt a little different is like everyone else was kind of catching up to the mm. work home thing and that Mm -hmm. is different especially when you work in professions that are like super team oriented so I feel like it took maybe like the teams and like the entire like kind of companies to like figure out the groove and that as it had taken us a while like back when it first happened but Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of an advantage because you already had like that part of it down like a little bit of the isolation like a little bit of the I don't leave my desk you know all day and then I like just come outside you know I'm like I haven't (laughs) shown days like some of that just was naturally happening for years so that part I think (laughs) yeah there was wasn't it yeah it was like oh I have to like leave my desk now and get lunch you know like that kind of thing yeah well you're making the rest of us feel better about ourselves already like that's good that's me on a regular day that's normal so fill me in how does it work with the kids then are they and then and then each of your work schedules like Allison if you're home with the kids a little bit more does that mean you fit work in at night or how do you each balance it yeah so that's like a thing that I'm constantly kind of trying to balance but yes like so what I'm taking on basically from like where I was when I left kind of full-time employment is it's definitely more like I would say uh, I don't know, casual is the wrong word, but it's certainly not the same like level of like work that I was doing back when I was like full-time employed. So it's one-off kind of projects. Like um, I would say like basic work, like just really one-off projects as they need me, which is nice because I can do a majority of the stuff in the evening. Um, but because it is like still a client facing position, it's a little challenging because there are just like meetings that you can't do at night <laughs> that you have to like, be available for. So um, so when I first started doing it, it was great because I, I had taken about a year off with Baxter and then I was like, you know what? I still want to do something, you know, like I am loving being home, but I still feel like there's a need to do something more. Okay. Um, and so it was great kind of syncing up with some like former, um, coworkers who were starting their own agency. So it was like able, I was able to kind of like dip in, help them where they needed it. And they were, I think too, cause it paired nicely with the pandemic, like they were open to just like any hands, like were great. So they were super flexible. So I think in this world, it's been nice having like, you know, kind of employers that are open to kind mm-hmm. of this flexible like work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's working at night. It's working at random times. Mm-hmm. If they're like watching TV shows, then I try to like dip in. The most challenging part is it's trying to coordinate actual meetings um, around like kids nap schedules and then trying to tap in. I'm lucky because I mom in town but like trying to tap in to like my mom if it's something that's a little bit more formal that I need to make sure I'm fully focused so it's mm-hmm. been like a good and bad and I won't say that I'm really good at it because my Absolutely. mind you know I'm someone who like I need the 10 minute step before a meeting even if it's just to feel good you know like I need it and you don't get that basically watching kids or trying to set them up or say the internet goes out and now they're like mom 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 you know so like <laughs> that part's been it's been hard, um, mm-hmm. but that's also reflected in kind of the hours that I work. I don't work that many hours. I could be, you know, mm-hmm. some days I'm like, I should be working full time. Like I should be like going all in. Um, but right now for where we're at with our family, it's, it's like lot. I kind of have to like take some steps back. And that was a, a big lot. part of like rethinking kind of my kind mm-hmm. of just really career kind of goals. And yeah, um, I had to basically be like in order to kind of, I think, meet some family goals, like I needed to kind of like step back and then say like, this is what I can give. And I'm really just hoping to kind of 
we pick back up where I left off, even though I know that's going to be kind of harder <laughs> after a lot of years of kind of being a little less in it. That's kind of the only way that I kind of saw it working out. So that's, you know, just how it goes. Well, and good for you. I mean, I feel like that, I mean, that is what this podcast is all about. And it's also, I think, one of the harder decisions to make if you're coming, you know, from a career and I'm imagining yours was fast paced and, you know, exciting and had things about it that you loved. Like, tell me, can you tell us a little bit about what that was like, like that transition? Did you always know that you would want to spend more time with family or take a step back? Or was it something you learned after Baxter was born? Um, in the back of my head, I, I knew that I was interested in it. So I didn't know if it was like totally feasible. Um, and I did know, like I, I grew up, like my mom, like stayed home with us until, you know, I was about, you know, probably in sixth grade and then went back and luckily she was a teacher, but I knew it was a hard way for her to transit, like transition back into teaching, but like I did appreciate having her home. And so I think because that's kind of just the way I grew up, that's kind of the way I imagined it for myself a little bit too. So I wanted to have a little extra time with them. Um, and then once I had mm-hmm. Baxter, then it was like very clear. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, no, I really do want to step away. Like it wasn't like, I just wanted the time. Um, and so luckily like Chris has always been like a hundred percent on board with it. And it, I mean, people would say like, you should probably be working. <laughs> like, you know, like there's probably things that we should be doing like in this like world we've taken like, sacrifices, like obviously financially for other things, because this is kind of what we're prioritizing. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it wasn't a really, it, it wasn't a very hard decision in the moment. I think now that I've been in it like a couple of years and I definitely am just kind of like, I feel like not, I don't feel like I'm progressing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you're in the work world, you feel validated, you feel like Mm -hmm. doing something else. And granted, that was all I knew at the time, but like, you feel good about something else on a daily basis. And I think it's sometimes hard because you don't know, like being a parent, you guys know, like it's, you're just like, okay, some days were great, but some days weren't so great. And you don't have Mm -hmm. that like other kind of you know, validation that you are doing something good, <laughs> you know? So that part I kind of miss sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I, I think like the transition all in all hasn't been that bad and you've been totally supportive and you go above and beyond. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here doing all the things like, because you've been able to have a very kind of flexible work from home schedule. It's happened to him all the time. And especially now with like the baby, like, I need extra mm-hmm. hands and he kind of right? in a lot more than just, yeah. you know, than your random times to be like, you know, off work. Well, I will say that there are days <laughs> where I'll, where I'll spend a full work day going off of what mm-hmm. you just said. Mm-hmm. And it'll, I'll be like, wow, that was, that was not my best day. <laughs> so that happens as parents. Yeah. You, you, those happen at work too. And not every, <laughs> not every day is a win. Um, even if you're clocking. Right. In. Right. Well, and um, like back to something you said, Allison, about just the value that we feel from work in comparison to the value that you might feel from being at home or spending time with the kids. I I had to unpack a lot of that when I left my full-time role because I just kept ending the day feeling like, I don't know, did I do enough? Like, was there enough in that? And at the same time, we're raising these humans. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's really nothing you know, better that we could be doing. But I just think we get these stories in our minds about what we should or shouldn't be doing. And um, it's hard to let that go. Um, but it's really yeah. neat how you're both 
figuring out how to support each other in doing that. Like you're finding a different way of balancing it so that you each can do the things Mm -hmm. that are important to you, but also it's kind of neat to hear about it not being just like a straight divide. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like some, some families where if one person's taken a step back on the career, that means it's like a 50, 50 on all things. And um, I'm always intrigued to hear how people balance that and like Chris, what it's like for you. Cause that's a little bit how Scott and I do it. Like, even though I've taken the step back, like he's still very involved in all the things. Um, so tell me, like, tell me a little bit more about that. How does that balance work out? Sure. Yeah. I, um, well, I, 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 the disclaimer, I think, um, is that every, everyone's different and every family's different and like everyone's level of involvement is also based on their personality and mm-hmm. stuff. So like, yes, um, Allison took the step back from career. And so like spends most of her time with the kids. I don't spend a ton of time with the kids and they'll listen to this one day, but like, I just <laughs> want to say like, that's kind of okay with, with me mm-hmm. uh, and my personality. So that kind of links mm-hmm. up. Um, but any, the split is like in the morning, I'm, I'm up and I'm, I'm around and I'm helping out as much as I can. I'm not, I'm not by any means super dad, but I'll take Baxter to school. I'll do the drop off and stuff like that. So I know all the moms. I love we, it. You know, we, we swap recipes and we <laughs> chat and drop off. Um, and that's fun. And then I can come back and then I sign on. So like, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I could mm-hmm. kind of start my day around 9, 15, 9, 30. Um, and then, yeah, as Allison said, if there's something during the day where it's running out, to do something or maybe even pick up at noon. Mm-hmm. If I either I'm on a call or I'm not, I could be like, well, like leave Ivy and Marlo with me or just leave Ivy if she's napping and stuff. So like there's during the day, there's little, little trade-offs and stuff, but that's like not a big deal at all. And then I try and be done at a reasonable hour to like do dinner and bedtime. Mm-hmm. And then... But he also does all of our grocery shopping. Ooh, <laughs> nice. He's like a baby to the store or all that. Mm-hmm. So he that on, which like, you know, involves, him going at like eight in the morning before drop off or stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. we'll do he'll kind of run a majority of the errands because like we're also still trying to just keep ivy out of you yeah. know big germ areas mm-hmm. so that's true he's kind of i feel like you're always kind of on call for something which is super helpful for me i definitely am managing like the bedtime the schedule that i think that extra like you know i don't i don't want to say load but like the extra thing of the things that need to happen but he's on board. What I think has worked really nicely for us is like, he's kind of on board with anything that I've already started to set up. So it mm-hmm. keeps things like pretty, um, I don't know, running fairly smoothly, you know, like as much as they can, but there's not a lot of super disruption. And you're very open to like helping me whenever I'm like, I need help. Like, can you just like watch Ivy here? Or like, I hate to say it, like, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> I need a shower. But like, can you just work yeah. here while like, I hate to say it again, Lola's watching a show. <laughs> There's ways for me to distract them. <laughs> if you're just present for a minute and we have that extra flexibility, which I know is is rare and it's not like a thing that everyone has. And it's right. Helpful. We're lucky in the, the current setup that we have and kind of the setup that we've always had um, in that we, you know, we live you know, in a, in our home and we were two seconds away from each other. And, you know, like <laughs> if there's a meeting then I can't come up, obviously I can. And that's like, we just handle that through text or whatever, even though we're 10 feet away, that's fine. And then it's like, you know, if I can give five minutes, like that's a, that's an easy yes. So really just, we, we've been lucky. Are we, <laughs> Are we finishing each other's sentences? 
Um, <laughs> like, I, I need to it. get out of the basement. Is what he's <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so true to life though. And okay. So let's talk about the luck for a minute, because I think a lot about this in terms of, especially for all, all the people now trying to decide where they might want to work because of the pandemic. And, you know, some companies are making people come back to the office. Some companies are choosing hybrid. Other companies are like getting rid of offices. Um, so you, you know, you say you're lucky, but I also kind of feel like, did you have a strategy for that? Like, did you know that you wanted to be remote or that remote would be helpful for you and your family? And was it something like once you were in it, you knew you consciously wanted to stay in it or, um, yeah, or is it I'd just like, the, you really like the job, so you're staying in it? No, I'd say the, I'd say the latter. I think it was, you know, in, in many ways and a lot of things, happy accidents. So I think we, we did mm-hmm. work in an office together. Um, and then that office was a remote office. It closed, but they kept us on remote cause we were near clients. Um, mm-hmm. so then we really loved the remote aspect of, of that. Right. So then that just kind of begat more remote work. And it was just yeah, that at that point it became like, I'm just protecting this. Like I, I wouldn't be so bold as to say, mm-hmm. I will not go back to an office. Um, because mm-hmm. life happens and you just may have to, but we have no plans to. And sure. as long as we can do this remote thing and I can still mm-hmm. go into the office, for, we'll say once a month to connect with team members and, people who you know, I work together that that satisfies kind of that social, you know, work need that I, that I have, but I've, I'm, I've full, fully gone to hermit mode and happy to be working from home. Yeah. Well, and I also think <laughs> add to that a little bit too, I think Chris, especially when I compare us as like just workers in general is very good at setting some boundaries and they're like healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would be like, I need to sit there all night and like I said, I'd send this. So I better like stay up until like 10 to like send this email. He is very Mm -hmm. good at one. He's very efficient. And then two, I think he just like, he knows how to, I think work appropriately. And like, he gets all the stuff done, but Mm -hmm. he, and he gets it done between the work hours. Like I always was on like my computer, even when I wasn't working, you know, uh, freelance, like always where I could stay on my computer all night. He is very good at Mm -hmm. being like at about five, maybe five thirty the latest. He comes up for dinner. We eat as a family as much as we can. And then he does the whole bedtime routine with me. Like he does like the story time. Mm -hmm. Like he like puts them to bed with me. We kind of like volley back and forth depending on the kids like needs at the moment. But, and I think Mm -hmm. it's not because he couldn't do like, there's more work for him to like, it's not because everything's been done. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just set the boundaries and mm-hmm. then he kind of mm-hmm. up the day tomorrow, which I think, especially my always feeling in advertising, that just was not an option. Like, you have to be on call all the mm-hmm. time. And I think mm-hmm. he's done a really nice job of, like, setting these boundaries and adhering to them. Like, there's really not much, mm-hmm. like, flexibility. I feel like you just, you say this is what it is. And even going back to the office, like, I'm sure they would, there's some people, I think, who come back a lot more frequently, but he's you've been really, I think, good about being like, I can come in at the important meetings. And when I need to be there, I'm there, but I'm not just going to go there, you know, just to, to say that I did it. Yeah. And I actually think, um, it also worked out with the company I'm at, which has been, I've been here for about three years, um, advertising agency. And 
they are very strong about promoting a work-life balance. Um, Great. You know, they've got, they've got rules about when, unless it's critical, when you can and can't send emails, like don't be online certain hours. Um, take There's oh, wow. this whole chunk of a day that dedicated to kind of catching up or personal growth or finishing work. Like they are aligned with my way of working, which is, <laughs> you know, getting it done, being smart about it, not, you know, not leaving anyone in a lurch, but also, you know, having the balance for the family and the kids and, and everything else. And or if you don't have kids, just your life. Right. Yeah. Either way. And, yeah. and yeah, finding those companies I think is so critical, especially now, or if you're in a situation where you're trying to reimagine what it looks like or do it differently, you know, in our cases because of kids, mm -hmm. because yeah, if you're not within a company that's supporting it, it can be really, really hard. And then Allison, I think I'm similar to you where, I mean, I worked at a company that had all these wonderful policies and all these, you know, they would tell us, you know, certain things, <laughs> not everybody would be modeling it. So then my brain went into, well, wait, they're not actually doing it. So I've got to show up, you know, just as much. And you'd get on every call and people would talk about how busy they are or how they stayed up late last night. You know, it became a cultural kind of element. Um, have mm -hmm. you found that to be different mm -hmm. in freelance? Like, is it kind of a different situation that helps you be able to unplug? and like stick to your 10 hours or 15 hours? No, not really. <laughs> but that's where I think it's a little bit, <laughs> you know, like, yes. Like part of me was expecting when I was doing freelance that I was like, oh, well, I'm not like a full-time employee. So like you get me when you get me. I hate to say it. I just don't think I'm that kind of employee. So, and I think, mm. and I, I hate to say it almost this way too, is I was like, I felt, <laughs> it sounds so bad, but I was like, kind of grateful to be able to be in the spot that I was to be able to like be able to work a little bit but like knew that they were like oh no like you can't get to this till later totally okay I'd be like awesome like thank you so like I was almost feeling like grateful and like <laughs> like response to it which uh, gosh I'm like this is like probably totally wrong but so for that reason like, I feel like I had to make up for it so like because I wasn't always available um, and I was doing things, you know, like half in half out, or like, I knew I had to send that, like, you know, the like, people are waiting for this email, but I knew I couldn't get to it until like seven o'clock. I felt then the need to kind of be more available like then. So I don't know. I think it really is a lot of personality. And that's like a lot of what I kind of manage and why I knew too, like I needed to probably pick one or the other, like I knew like full time for me, like, I don't think I would ever then see my kids because I'd my head and everything else, I'd be like, no, like, I gotta be on the email. Like this is important. And mm. so like, this is why I think this has been like the right decision for me, but it is like, it's just like a little bit of a balancing thing too. Cause I think then the freelance, because I've enjoyed the opportunity that I've had, I haven't been like probably the best about being like, no, like, you know, you have 10 hours and this is your 10 hours and you're done now. So I'll pick this up like next week. Like I don't really operate like that, but that's more personal than I think what the culture would have, you know, said could happen. Sure. Sure. Well, and I think it's also, you know, a little bit of how we're programmed as what, like we're programmed to yeah. please as women and we're programmed to, you know, to want to make good on what we're delivering and not, not that men aren't, I think men always want to deliver too. I just think we are told different stories about what it means and the value that it means that we provide. And it's so interesting to hear you share that because before I left, that was what I repeatedly said to Scott. I was, I was like, I'm just not 
Like my brain is not made to do both. <laughs> I, I can't figure out how to make the split happen. Like I, yes. I can't make the split happen myself. So I have to like take myself out of one situation in order to be able to do the other. And it's, it's making, I mean, for me, it was making a choice on almost which thing was more important, my ambition or my children. And, and because I didn't know how to do it all, like I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I'm like you were saying, I don't know if that's the right answer. Like, I don't think there is a right answer. I just think it's whichever answer works for you. Um, and, but I can empathize because I had the same answer. <laughs> so, yes. No, I, it makes me feel good to hear that too. But yeah, it's a hard one. And I struggle with it all the time. It's very hard, I think, to find the right balance. And I, I do think there probably is this mm-hmm. subculture, like things that we have no control over that are, you know, weighing into that kind of mindset as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, it's kind of the stories stories were told. And so Chris, I'm curious from your perspective, like when you're going through that thought process of efficiency and like I stop here and I draw the boundary, is there something that you can pinpoint that helps you just let it go? Like is there something you say to yourself when you leave leave your basement yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> that we can is there a mantra that we can start saying as well? Um no, I, I, it's <laughs> I don't think it's a, it's not a, it's not a mantra. Uh, boundaries have always been important to me. And I, and I, I think I also like, there are nights where I'll work late if I have to work late because there's a deliverable. It's, it's, of course I have to. And um, Allison totally my, I, understands because she also came from the same exact business anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't even like, there are later nights and that's all good because we worked in the same industry on the same team and all that stuff. So, so if I have to work late, I will, but if I don't, and I know uh, there are no consequences to it and the same work can be done tomorrow morning and picked up and we just keep it going, mm-hmm. um, then it's time. And I, and I try and do that for my, you know, anyone who reports into me as well. Like if they say, can it be tomorrow? It's always yes. Unless it's something you know, super critical, like, just make your own boundaries and and live by them and if and see what happens like it has worked out so far knock on wood that you know um continue to progress and things are going well so it's you know but no i don't have any any strong advice other than to say you know if if people can't live with your boundaries then you know that's mm-hmm. that's on them yeah. a little more than it's on you and then you can find something else if you have to yeah got to just recreate it well and i love how you've both figured that out, you know, Allison, you know, maybe in a different way, but making the space for your freelance work and spending the time with the kids in the way that you want to. And then Chris being able to be present as a father while also having your career. It's really cool to see. Thank you, Chris and Allison for being our guest today and sharing your inspiring story with us. For our listeners, I hope their story inspired you as much as it did me. In the next part of this conversation, Allison, Chris, and I will unpack what ambition really means for us and our kids, and we'll learn more about how it was different for them before kids than it is today. Find it in part two of Parents Perspective with Chris and Allison. If you like today's podcast, please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Don't forget to share the cast with your friends or family you think would enjoy the content. You can also learn more about us at reimagineambition.co or by following us on Instagram. Our handle is at reimagineambition. We'll see you next time.